The following podcast contains adult themes, adult humour, and particularly adult language. It is not intended for children. Occasionally, there will be chicken noises. start with this to see uh, dear ground level my girlfriend has a very traditional list for christmas it goes something like this there must be a traditional advent calendar no multicolored lights christmas music not to be played till december no fake trees and trees that come in on a box pre-decorated are an ultimate low turkey with all the trimmings must be eaten on christmas day goose etc is lovely but for the 24th or 26th every christmas dinner must have turkey bacon wrapped sausages aka pigs in blankets Roast potatoes, parsnips, bread sauce, cranberry sauce, tons of gravy, carrots, peas, sprouts, red cabbage, Christmas pudding with brandy cream and, of course, crackers. Christmas cards must have more than your name written in them. A message shows you care. Try to have a theme for the colour style that your presents are wrapped in so it all matches. Make your Christmas table look pretty. Go somewhere to sing carols. They mustn't be forgotten and are beautiful. Pop music isn't what it's all about. Maria Carey's All I Want For Christmas is the best Christmas pop song ever. Snow on Christmas Day is the ultimate Christmas dream. Most importantly, don't just see Christmas as one day and then it's all over. It's a magical time of year. It's one of the only true special times left where the whole world unites to celebrate how amazing it is that the secret of Father Christmas is still kept year after year for a new generation of children. When else does this work? The run up to Christmas must be enjoyed. (laughs) Yours sincerely, beleaguered. From Berkhamstead. Mm. <laughs> wow. What do we think? Yeah, I've got to watch what I'll say. Alright. You're listening to the Brown Level Podcast with Dennis Jose Francois, Hello. Dan Colacott, Mike Brownie, Hello. and me, Lucky. This is the discussion show for the rest of us. The one where we look at everyday problems by everyday people. Christmas, everyone. How is everybody? I'm good. good. I wasn't. I wasn't good yesterday. How are you, Branny? Only a little bit. Only a little bit. Quite a lot, actually. Right. Okay. Dan. I've been unwell. Alcoholically unwell. No, unfortunately not. Not the right way at this time of year. Are you right? Yeah. I'll come on to that. Okay. No. 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 Nothing to worry. Are you looking for sympathy? Is this like personal stuff, or can we share it with the thousands of listeners? What's wrong with you? <clears throat> so I've had like um, so I had man traditional man flu, which I'm sure we've all already had. But um, I've had loads of weird gastric abdominal pains and inflamed stomach, not stomach. Oh, I don't know, lining stuff and Ooh. weird. Are you going issues. to die? No. Oh. But the thing is, what's what's really That's painful about it <laughs> is. As I'm sure you we do. We love a good funeral. Jesus! <laughs> 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 Even I'm not that harsh, it's him. <laughs> 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 but 
you know, you know what it's like any other time of the year when you you can't drink. Yes, you can't drink alcohol. Even you know, I'm sure you've had it when you were doing your um, challenges. Can you have a non-alcohol <coughs> month or week? July. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had to do so that when I was pregnant. Yeah. yeah. So it, well done. <laughs> <laughs> so it's quite depressing. Yeah. But imagine that now where there's more piss-ups than you can wave a stick at. And I'm getting hassle from all people kind of going, oh, why are you drinking? And I'm like, you have to go through the same explanation. And because being a bloke, I don't really want to go into too much detail. I don't want to kind of try and do the sympathy vote. But you can't just say, yeah, no, I'm good. I, 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 don't, I don't want to drink at the moment. But why can't you just use the antibiotics thing? That's why I was oh, doing like, just say antibiotics. Then then like, okay, then. And that's then, it. Then, End. Because then people think you're pregnant. <laughs> it's true. Everyone. Mono I think I'm, I'm probably oh, okay on that front. I reckon. I know. Yeah, a little bit. If anything, they think he's pregnant all the time. Anyway. Yeah. I know Scrooge. It's just like I don't know. He's become Scrooge, and I don't, I'm still Scrooge. All roll reversal today. All roll reversal. right now, Dan. Um, I'm okay, just have to, I'm trying to, I just literally can't eat loads of stuff, I can't have alcohol, and I've got, I'm hoping, like, my Christmas, my main Christmas party, it's been about four already, but it's next Friday, so I'm hoping that I can drink again in time mm. for that, otherwise I'd be really miserable. So, um... Hmm. Quite a weight loss programme, though, not that you need it, but I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's on everybody's mind? Who wants to start? Lofty, I think you've got quite a lot of stuff on your mind Well, I've got one main thing on my mind, but it, it needs to, there needs to be happier stuff after it, because it's quite bleak. Oh, that's fine. Right. Well, it, well it kind of starts bleak, but then kind of, get, kind of gets right. a bit better. Well, well, let's get it out of the way. We're going to be bleak. Let's, let's do it. <laughs> um, yeah, so, basically, there's a, as you, as you may, know, may or may not know, there's a, a, um, a radio channel called LBC... Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a presenter called James O'Brien. Okay. And I've listened to him for a little bit. And um, last week or the week before, there was a guy who um, they were having a phone in. Sorry, around benefits, and um, it was quite a serious phone in. There's a lot of people ringing and saying, "Oh, I don't like these benefit scroungers. They're they're getting like fifteen hundred quid a month because they've got kids and they're not working, etc., etc., etc." That was the the main kind of theme of the callers that were coming in. And then this guy from Mike from Newcross, he called in and you could tell straight away that there was, you know, he was really upset about something. Right. And he said, I just wanted to give my, my piece of the story because, you know, saying that everyone is in this situation is untrue. And um, he went on to say how, you know, he basically lost his job. He got made redundant. Um, then he lost his house. Then his wife divorced him. And now he lives in a bedsit and he has no money at all. He has to jump over into the into like Sainsbury's car park to like scavenge in the bins and stuff. And I just I, I got really quite upset about it because like I thought because he was my kind of age and I think it's quite you know I think it's possible that kind of thing is possible uh, for for a lot of people. And um, so it went on and on and on. And um, the end of the the end of that phone call was basically the presenter saying, you know, I wouldn't normally do this, but I want to offer you some money. You know, I want to try and help you give you some money. And he's like, I don't want a handout. All I want is a job. And it turned out that he'd applied for like two and a half thousand jobs. He'd only got like 23 replies and no one really came back to him, which I kind of, not that I applied for 2,300 jobs, but when I was made redundant and looking for work, it took a long time and it is quite soul-destroying and it is full-time and you have to really kind of pick yourself up every day to do it um so the outcome of all of this is that Pretamonje got in touch with the show and have offered him an interview and there's loads of other things so it did turn out kind of quite happy but I don't know I just I just felt quite affected by that story I thought it was 
Um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I felt quite affected by that story, and it's made me kind of think about things a little bit. And yeah, <clears throat> affected in what way? Just saddened that what? Well, the world I, I, I don't know. No, I think it's uh, yeah. The things that he said in the first phone call, like you know, people watch watch X Factor. You know, I'm I'm cult, you know I do watch that as well. Not that I ring into it. But, you know, there are people that ring into X Factor and spend like three quid and all I need is 50p a day to have something to eat. And sometimes that doesn't happen. Um, so it just it just made me think about things a little bit and it put things into perspective. It's quite unimaginable and... to, to think that there is a grown man who at one point was able to feed his family or whatever. Yeah. Who's now in that scenario and how quickly that probably all just... And that all came from a divorce, did you say? No, no so he got made redundant. I got made redundant. Um, and then they couldn't afford to the repayments on their house. And his wife left him. And then he's basically in a bed sit. And that's what the benefits pay for, uh, his, mm. his, his bed sit. And he was frustrated <clears throat> because he's obviously, you know, and don't get me wrong, there probably are people that do take the piss out of benefits. Right. But there, I think there are a lot of people that also don't. And... They are, you know, I think there is uh, quite a lot of poverty in this country that a lot of people don't know about and don't see and don't hear about. All the programmes on telly are like that Benefit Street. I never watched it. Yeah, it It glorifies it a bit. It really shows up that people are just taking the mick, really. Yeah. I can can totally understand how that happens. Mm. Like, so for instance, you know, obviously I'm gainfully employed. Yeah. But as someone who works contract or freelance work, if I stopped working... In order to maintain my lifestyle, at an absolute minimum, right? Paying my rent, paying my bills, minimum amount of food to eat, right? I need a thousand pounds a month. Yeah. Right? Which yeah. most people are surprised when I say that because they would have thought it would be higher. Yeah. But that would be like, you know, that's all my bills and everything can, combined. So that means when you think about it, if you've got, let's say, you've got in the bank saved up 12 grand, right? Which most people probably don't, to be fair. Some people do, some, but let's say you don't. That means a year of unemployment, you've got nothing. Yeah. So it doesn't it doesn't take very long, but most people probably don't have that. And like I've been in that situation before. I was unemployed. And I didn't have any savings, so I started spending on a credit card because it was the only way I could pay my yeah. rent. And then very suddenly, I've got literally twenty five grand's worth of debt, you know, accumulating beyond that. Yeah. And uh, I guess I can. And, and and that's that's why I kind of related to it. I mm-hmm. think because his age exactly the same as me. You know, in sounded like in a very similar situation to me. Okay, he was married, which is a little bit different. Um, but you do, I do kind of, it kind of just made me think, you know, I'm only like, I could, that could potentially happen to me, right? It could potentially happen to any of us, I think. Right. And I know it's a very, it is a bit of a depressing subject to talk about, but I think it's something that should get the light of day. And that's why, and it, it, this thing went viral, it went like yeah. all over the world, I, I and think... a lot of people are now trying to help <coughs> them. The, the only... I think there's a lot of people out there that need that help. The only thing that surprises me there, is that he is to be unable to get a, a, any job at all, including the you know on the lowest rungs of the ladder, like say being a pizza delivery. No, but guy. he has been. He's been going to the market and like the market near him in New Cross and like sweeping up for like a couple of quid a day, just to just to right, have enough okay. money to buy like a tin, tin, tin of beans or something from Tesco. Wow. There's been there's yeah. been lots of examples of really qualified people. I think there was one in the newspaper recently who have gone to McDonald's or Apple Store, all, all time types of jobs that they are completely overqualified to do, and they've not got the jobs. Yeah, yeah. that's interesting. He's got a degree. He's got a degree in oh, wow. media broadcasting. So, oh, 
Yeah. It does make you wonder, doesn't it? Like, how yeah. is that possible? I, I guess people and I th- obviously and I, like I me find it hard to believe. And but I, I do really possible. think that there's a there's an undercurrent of that of that group of people that we don't know much about. That we don't know, you know, how big that problem is. I think with well, that, that kind of skilled person that is out of work and finding things. Even without skilled person, I have a, a lot of friends, <clears throat> some of whom may be listening to this podcast, who are unemployed at the moment and have yeah. been for a while and they struggle to stay in work. Yeah, and it's for. You know, I was wondering why that is, um, but they don't have degrees necessarily, or you know, they may be a bit older, but they still struggle to stay in work, mm. and you don't really realise yeah. it until they say something like, "Oh, I can't afford to come over. I don't. I can't afford the bus fare." And you think, "How can someone not afford the bus yeah. fare?" Like, they literally cannot afford the bus yeah. fare. Yeah. But I do think yeah. it's worth pointing out, you know, how expensive London has become to live in, because I think. Most people on a day-to-day, you know, live at the edge of their means all the time. So you've only got to take, there's only got to be a few factors, whether it be, that's why they, the government can't really put the mortgage rates up yet, because there's so many people, the, the, the list of debt out there and so many people who are just on the edge, that if they did that, then it would be chaos for so mm. many families out there. Mm. 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 Well, that's nice and gloomy. Yeah, yeah. sorry about that. Yeah. But, but fair enough. I mean, that's fair enough. It's, you and, and, but, but in a positive thing, like I don't. He he said in one of his phone calls that he, if people want to give money, they could give to food banks and stuff like mm. that because that's something that's really helped him. So I've donated to that, and me and Katie are doing some work for the Salvation Army on Christmas Eve. I think so, I think people yeah. need to just open their eyes a bit more. I don't know if you remember. Do you remember when we went to do the uh, chili? challenge thing and yeah on my way there I was walking it was really cold that day it was April but it was like crazy like unseasonably and the week shift you're talking about no no the one where we uh, at uh, Red Dog Saloon oh yeah and it okay. was like Good Friday but it was like below yeah, zero it was, it was cold, a yeah. freak weather and I was walking out of this whatever station is nearby and I was walking under, under the bridge and out of my peripheral vision there was like a bundle of of, uh, of clothes mm-hmm. and I realised as I walked past it that it was shaking and I thought, I don't know what, what triggered my mind. I'm like, that's not right. And I went back and there was a guy on the bed and he had a, he had a dog, but he was just shivering mm. cold. And I, I, I remember seeing something on TV or, or hearing something on the radio saying, you know, signs to watch out for, you know, when people are just like so cold, they can't even speak. So I, I, I sort of bent down to speak to him. I said, are you right, man? And he just shook. He said he couldn't even speak. And I said, what, what can I do to help you? And he said, I, I need to get to shelter. I said, well, where is it? Where do you need to go to? He said, he said Camden. I said, you don't have the money to get it. He said, no. I said, how much do you need? He said, I need about six quid. Um, I said, all right, I'll give you some money. Um, do you want me to go to, go to the station with you? And he just nodded. He literally couldn't speak. I gave him about 20 quid to make <clears> sure, because I said to him, when you get to the shelter, do you need anything else? He goes, yeah, well, yeah, I actually need money. To yeah. I think he needed money to get into it. Well, I, I don't know what it was, yeah. but but I made sure he had enough He had enough cash. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And I, I'll be honest, I don't normally do that. I don't, no. I, I, not for any other reason. I, I sort of, like a lot of people, have the view that there are a lot of people begging and asking for money that are probably not going to use it the way they say they are. I know that's probably a bit prejudgmental, but in this case, he wasn't even asking for money. He was so cold, he was just yeah. shivering. His teeth were literally chattering. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, no, yeah. this hypothermia is going to set in, yeah. you know? So, um, that and that's, and that's someone you've seen, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly, yeah. And imagine the number of people. Yeah. But the, the number of people who must have walked past that guy... Uh, that, that never noticed and no. to be honest I walked past him it wasn't until I don't know what it was that triggered in my head I think it's because I was so cold mm. and I thought well if I'm this cold and he must be freezing do you know what I mean mm. so, it's, always, it's always the few that ruin it for the rest because whether it's <clears throat> whether it's immigrants 
uh, whether it's you know people on benefits, you always find it's human nature. It's nothing to do with what country you're from, what class, your school, anything. It's just there's the few opportunists that get amplified into the media and into yeah. our you know into yeah. our psyches because we think oh that's that's how it must be. But you actually find that you know things like what you've just said, Lofty. If you actually cut underneath the surface and look a bit deeper, you find it's not quite that. And, that, and that's exactly what compelled that guy to fit, run, ring yeah. into that show. That, yeah. that, exactly that. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's like, I don't know if you've noticed, well, you must have because you've lived around here, over in, uh, by Tooting Beck Station, there's that bench outside the uh, 24-hour food shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's always a number of, of people there who are either sitting there drinking cans of beer, you know, bagged as the bag lady or whatever. Yeah. And the first time you see somebody, you think, oh my God, what's going on here? But they're there regularly on a daily basis. And it made me realise recently that it must be some kind of shelter or home or something that put, throws people out during the day. Well, there's, there's, I think there's like when, you know, there's Springfield around the corner. Yeah. And I think when they get, when they come out of that, there's a, there's like a kind of house, mid, midway house that they go to. And that's just up the corner from the Weechu. Right. Okay. Yeah. But it made me realise, because a number of people have asked me for money on that corner. Mm. And I've just, you know, I just sort of assumed, well, no, they're probably just looking to get a beer or something like that. But it's made me sort of reevaluate because that can't be the case. They can't, you know, what, what, what's the cause of There's that lady that pushes around a massive shopping yeah, yeah, car yeah, 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 full of yeah. stuff. Although... It's not weird to say it. She seemed quite happy most of the time, but then that was summertime, so... Yeah, you always uh, get the examples, like, I used to um, I used to work on Chancery Lane, and there were these um, guys begging outside certain, certain you know, solicitor and um, legal offices. And, you know, people obviously are quite really well off, and they're really targeted... And they would, you know, be giving them twenty, fifty pound notes, and these these people would just—they looked so normal. They didn't look really like they they had any issues. I'm not saying they don't, and I'm not saying they didn't need that money, but you kind of you look at that, and then you look at the, the there was a ring um, around Islington Kings Cross of um, gangs where they would get young young mothers with children yeah. basically to beg on the tubes and it's that kind of thing that just really yeah. warps yeah. I, was, I was going to ask about that actually because I was, <clears throat> I was just recently in America and on New York subway you get a lot of people making announcements hi sorry mm. to interrupt your yeah. journey but what you also get is people doing like random performing arts for money like yeah. there was this down in Brooklyn, there was this. It was really like something out of a, an eighties hip hop movie. <laughs> a group of young black kids break dancing and body popping on the tube, mm. on a tube on the metro, and then they come round for money. And the thing is, they were really good. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But I didn't. I wouldn't. They weren't. I don't think homeless or anything. They were just earning a buck. Mm. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. What do you think of the, of the people? Like you know, you're on the tube and someone stands up or they walk through the carriages, sorry to bother you, I just want to say, and they start, do you listen or do you switch off? The only the only reason why I wouldn't is because I've ex- I experienced something pretty nasty coming back on a later train on the Northern Line and uh, <clears throat> there was this woman walking down, she kind of like talked and said like, you know, what her problem was and how she wanted money and I was sat next to this older woman and uh the woman asking for money was quite pretty. She looked, you know, she was quite attractive. She looked like, you know, there was, she didn't really have a problem as such. And the old lady next to me said to her as she came past, why, why are you, why are you begging for money? You know, you know, you look, you look great. 
you know, and she uh, she must be she must have been a bit pissed or something, and she like got right in this woman's face. I was like, how dare you tell me what I shouldn't shouldn't do? I'm gonna follow you off this train, blah 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 blah. And I had to take her take this old lady off the train, and I basically walked her to her house in Ballam because really? she was so scared. And like I after that, anyone on the train asking for me for me for money, I wouldn't give it. <laughs> there you go. That's, that's what you said. It's a small <coughs> minority. It's a small yeah, it doesn't take much. Wow. So, what would your advice be to uh, to to our listeners? Should we or should we not give? to people begging asking for money in the street or should we uh give money to a charity or to a homeless shelter what is the i don't think it's really up for us to say the reason why i did it is because i was affected by listening to what that guy had to say so the and only where thing... you are in your life also affects who you're going to pay money to so when i had dougie i'd now pay to centerpoint which is the kids homeless um, right. charity because I couldn't imagine anything worse than Dougie or, you know, a child being homeless. That must be terrifying. Um, so I just think at points in your life, there'll be something that affects mm. you, or someone that dies of cancer or, or whatever. And then you just think, right, I'll put all my money into that or whatever. But if someone walks past me on the tube, I don't know, if I've got a few coins in my, in my pocket, and say the word, and then I'll chuck it in. It just depends how cross the ground level you are. Just depends how close to ground level you are. Can you see the hurt? Can you see the pain? Can you feel the rain coming like a train of thought? So, let's move on to something more cheerful. I'll tell you what's on my mind. Because <laughs> I can't count on anyone else here to be cheerful. Uh, well, there's two things suddenly on my mind. One is the massive telephone that Dan's put down on the table. What the hell is that? Look at it. It's, it's, big. The, it's really huge. You can eat your dinner off that. It's the fact that I've put a ridiculous case on it as well. Whoa. Which is, is it a really compensation phone? It's a what? Is it a compensation phone? It's the same phone <laughs> as what Jim's got. Oh, is it? <laughs> 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 oh. 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 compensation phone. <laughs> I bought one of those wheelie things, you know, those wheelie luggage things, mm. and of course, everyone at work was like, "Oh, is that your phone case?" What's on one of the things on my mind? One of the things on my mind is a uh, funny shop names. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, nice. I, I keep seeing them, and I just what, have you, to, what have you seen? Oh, there's one. There's Hereport. There's <laughs> a hairdressers. There's Heritage. It's always the hairdressers. <laughs> of course, my my old favourite, which is gone now, uh, our Dan in Elephant Castle, was the Ministry of Pound. <laughs> this was a shutdown. I was just wondering if anybody had seen any uh, any funny uh, shop names that they could yeah. think of. There's that. There's that one on. I think it's like in like North London somewhere called Selfridges. All oh, right, it's a, it's a fridge shop. Isn't that a guy? Isn't that a guy out on the street? No, no, no. no. Rubber shop called Selfridges. <laughs> Um, Abra Kebabra. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. yeah, they're great. Those there's Ali Kebabra as well, isn't there? Probably. Yeah. Isn't there? Isn't there? Um, isn't there a burger place that's got a funny name? Yeah. In, um... Oh God, there's loads of these that came I... on Facebook a little while ago. They're brilliant. I um, went to a burger place in America. It's not particularly funny name, but it was quite clever. Called Ray's Hellburger. It's been run by a guy called yeah, Ray. Brilliant. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then he changed the name to Ray's to the Third. And he's got, so he he like every couple of years changes the name of his shop to something yeah. with Ray. That sounds like a tax break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, indeed. Any more? Um, no, but I did while we we're on it. I wanted to because we had a letter last episode which we didn't talk about from uh, John <clears throat> about the misuse misuse words and changes of meaning. Oh, yes. 
Oh, yeah, and I thought okay. I'd bring that up now. Because mm. um, uh, something that's come up recently is, I heard this on the radio, someone was talking about it at work, that apparently there's this movement to say that you can't use the word retarded anymore because it only has bad connotations. And the comparison was, there is the comparison that I heard was that there is no good way of using the word retarded in the same way that there is no good way of using the word nigger. Mm. Oh. Now, I should point out, listeners, I'm a black man, I can say it. But whether I can or can't, <laughs> just, just before you write in, okay? Yeah, see, I don't uh, agree with that. No, 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 but, no, no but, if I, but there are people who would mm. complain. Right, just for just for even talking about the word, there are people who would complain, even if you're not using it derogatory. So yeah, I just thought I'd true. throw that out there. I'm saying it because people have used the word on me. I feel like I'm allowed to say. It. But anyway, but the word retarded is that is that only a bad word? Because surely it means just to hold back in general. But no one like, uses it for that. Who says that? Well, you can have like a fire retardant. No Something was retarded. No well, that's, well, this is the point. But I've never heard it in any other way. I've heard of a, I've have heard of fire, fire retardant. Yeah. yeah, that's not the same as retarded. It's completely different. That's well, it's different based word. on it's, well, but it's based from the same yeah, the meaning. Word. The meaning yeah. is different. Well, the meaning has become different with retarded. That's the thing. So, does that mean we can no longer use it for its original meaning? The original it's meaning of the word words. retarded is to be held back, not to be held back because you're stupid or so be held back because you're holds back fire. Yeah. yeah. The fire was retarded by the retardant. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But what they're saying is, you can no longer use the word in that context. Mm. What, and if I you're find in a, that in a, surely you can use it in a fire scenario. Well, well, no. The whole point of the discussion was that they they're saying that no, that's not the word meaning anymore. It's almost as if right, it, okay. it only means this one thing. And yeah. I find that I just find that a bit bit weird. So I'd like to try and start a movement. You're going to bring it back to bring that <laughs> word. It's like the word gay. Mm. You know, but there are people oh, say gay, gay does not mean happy anymore. Well, but also the word queer, that's kind of done a whole roundabout, hasn't it? Because queer is not offensive anymore. Uh, it's not, well, queer means strange. Well, obviously, if somebody's screaming it in your face, then it's <laughs> offensive. But no, it's not. Because there's queer fest and there's I'm a, I know somebody queer. who yeah, calls himself well, queer. But that's the, but that's the means, correct meaning of the word, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it's the same with the word gay, because I don't know if you've ever seen the, the, the South Park episode where they talk about yes. getting the word gay back because the kids keep saying, oh, that's really gay. And then um, the the gays are like, no, you can't use the word like that. And they're like, no, it doesn't mean gay. It means gay. Like it's like something's really bad. But is that offensive to gays? But gays just mean happy. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> so yeah. when someone says, ah, oh, because you do hear, I I, I corrected, I picked someone up and work at someone who's in their quite early twenties. You do hear the younger generation throwing the word around gay. As meaning it's rubbish. Yeah. yeah. But why does that mean rubbish? Is that because you're you, you're sort of likening it to homosexuals, therefore it means rubbish? Mm. Or where did that come from? Well, obviously we know where it came from. So mm. you know. What about the word uh, that we were talking about in the week? Ask and ox. <laughs> I mean, what? Who? Where, where did Is ox it? come from? I know it does. Ox. It's. I think it's a uh, a not a cultural, a sociological language. Issue like ain't. I can't, say, actually, ain't. I can't actually say it without looking like I'm about to throw up. But, like, ox, but yeah, I can't really do it. Do it. Like, I, I can't. I can't actually say that word. Ask me a question. No. Ox. But the thing is, I don't do it consciously. Like, that's just the way. Like, I don't do it consciously. But this, but like, everyone says ain't like across all cultures, right? But I don't know very many white people that would say ox. Maybe I've got that wrong and I've just offended lots of people, but I don't... You're, no, you're probably right. Like I said, it's socially, cultural, yeah. but I, but I, wouldn't, say all, I wouldn't say all 
black people say ox. No. Ox. To me, I don't even I don't even hear the difference. I don't even realise. You no, know, somebody pointed it out to me at work the other day that you said ox. You don't realise the difference. No, I do realise the difference, but I don't hear myself saying it. it's just the way that that's the just the thing. It's but I like people have often commented on the way I say here. Here, yeah, you, 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 you do quite oh. Hair. hair. Yeah. yeah, see? But to me, hair, 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 I, there's, yeah. you know, I don't... Do you say hair? Hair. The hair on your head. Here we come. See, look, you find that amusing, but to me, it's just the word hair. Yeah, well, what about after about same. five podcasts of you guys mocking me, because of course I go and say <laughs> and I always say the word sin rather than sin. Oh, yeah. And yeah. it's the only weird Kent colloquialism that I think I've got in my vocabulary. I heard I anything I don't yeah, I always say... It I don't even know. Saying, you're like, saying it wrong now, by the way. Just, yeah. Do you, when you're, <laughs> when you're talking in certain scenarios, do you change the way you talk? I.e., I listened back to a voicemail that I left Jim last night, earlier, and I could not believe it. I was like, all right, oh, it's my Apples and peas. Really? You go full Essex. Cockney, yeah. Full Cockney. Full Cockney. Lofty said that that happens when I get drunk. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely change the way I speak, depending on who I'm speaking to. If we were sitting here and the three of you were my brethren from the hood, I wouldn't... I wouldn't... Oh, whoa, we are your brethren from the hood, right? Come on. Oh, that's not very nice. You might be, not these two. What? They're country what? boys. Uh, that's true, this is my manner. <laughs> you, these two are country boys. Yeah. Paddockwood Massive. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what I mean. Um, I, I'd, probably, I'd probably be speaking... I almost said I'd, be, I'd probably be talking different. Yeah. I'd probably be speaking differently. Yeah. Uh, no, thank you. Um, what did you offer that meat to me because it's coconut? Is that it's the bounty? It's <laughs> <laughs> racist, racist, man. <laughs> Jeez. Um, so no, I, I, um, I think we've. Uh, so uh, what, uh, what is it you say that I love? Volume, 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 volume. The sonia. I say that yeah. sometimes a bit differently. Says that. I love garage. I how, think, is, how am I supposed to say lasagna? lasagna? Well, lasagna. the question. One of the questions is like so foreign words or foreign pronunciations words. Obviously, I grew up in a household. My mum's Spanish, my dad's from the Caribbean. So I tend to pronounce certain things the way my mum does. So I would say oregano, not oregano. Okay. Right? Oregano is an English way of saying it. Neither are wrong, but I've been mocked before for saying oregano and been accused of speaking in an American accent. I'm like, no, that's the way <laughs> Latin or Spanish people would speak. And yeah. that's... So when I was a kid, my mum, who obviously English is not her first language, um, I remember having an Action Man toy for Christmas one year. And I still struggle with this. It was the the British infantry set, but she always used to pronounce it infantry because mm-hmm. the Spanish speak um, phonetically. And for years, that is all. Now, unless I stop to think about it, that's what I'd say. I'd be reading something, and in my head, it's infantry yeah. instead of infantry. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's just how you're brought up. Yeah, well, I sometimes I've had that argument with talking. people about how you. Some people like to be clever and and use the foreign word for things. Like an example, like, and I, I, I correct them because it's like, but we're not, like, for example, Barcelona, right? It's in, in Spain, it's Camp Nou, yeah? But over here, we call it the New Camp. And when people just go around, oh, yeah, Camp Nou, Camp Nou, I'm like, no, it's, it's, you're English, it's the New Camp, you're not, you're not Spanish. Fair enough if they are Spanish or half Spanish or, do you know what I mean? And I have to correct them and I, I wish I didn't. Because it's probably offensive, but it really does in my head in when people try and be clever and say the foreign way of saying things. I mean, we are well, in. What about what about cul de sacs? <laughs> You're not going to put bottom of the bag on a road, are you? <laughs> <laughs> um, one, I think we've got that before. But the word obvious. So you just said 
obviously I grew up in a household where my mum was Spanish, blah, 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 whatever. And that's not obvious. That is not obvious to lots of people out there that would not know that. But people say obviously yeah, about stuff that isn't obvious. And you do say that quite a bit. But then you'll say something wrong. But you, but you guys all know that. So to you it's obvious, surely? No, no, not, no, no, no not necessarily. Oh, or then you'll say something that was just totally unobvious, in the obvious, not obvious, and then not say the word obvious. But then, that, then, then we get down to oh, it's not that's not quite grammar police, but we we do get down to the whole thing whether people mean literally or figuratively. People say it's literally yeah. blah blah blah. Well, actually, it's not literally that; it's yeah. figuratively. You, you know that. the one thing that I really hate. Go on. You know. How's that chocolate working out for you? You know. Some chewy. You know. What? You know. Oh, oh, oh really? I see. When like people talk and they say like a sentence and then they, you go, you know? Yeah. Like, no, I don't really. That's why you just fucking tell me, you idiot. Or the thing is, there's always a thing. Yeah. But the those, thing but, is, yeah. at the end of the day, at the end of the day, that's let me classic. be honest with you, I'm which normally is right before a lie. I'll be totally honest. <laughs> <laughs> you look great today. Piss off, slag. <laughs> so other anyway. words that were so one of the words that was mentioned by our listener was um, Berkshire Hunt. Meaning, yeah. Ooh, well, it's the know. slang, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But it's got nothing to do. Uh, he then had a like a connotation that had something to do with Berkhamsted. <laughs> I think he might have been suggesting something I mean, he's to taking you the piss. personally. <laughs> but on the subject of taking the piss, then yeah. there's the the internet uh, abbreviation PMSL. Oh yeah. Which I, for years, always thought, and I'm pretty sure it did mean this, and it's just changed its meaning. I'd love someone to be able to either verify this or correct me, but I'm pretty sure that in the early, early days of the internet, and I mean like 1992, 93, mm. um, it meant pardon my strong language. And now it means pissing myself laughing. And I'm pretty sure that me- that meaning has changed. I'm really, really, really sure of it. But for years I didn't realise that, and I've used it as part of my strong language. So there must be like loads of emails and stuff. Well, people that, think you're yeah. having a part <laughs> yeah. of your life. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I quite like a ruffle. Yeah, ruffle. Yeah, ruffles are great. Have you ever seen the ruffle copter? Can you see the hurt? Can you see the pain? Can you feel the rain coming like a train of So moving on, Bradley, what's on your mind? all this breastfeeding stuff that's just Really out there at the moment, Dan. Trust, keep it together. Or <laughs> well, not, not out there enough, in fact. Yeah. So uh, you know all this stuff on the uh, loads of stuff on Facebook about a lady who put up a picture of her breastfeeding her newborn baby. Um, on Facebook. Fe- on Facebook. No what? But Facebook asked her to take the picture down because it wasn't um, the content wasn't appropriate. So then her. Did you point... actually see a nipple? No, no, no. It's just a breastfeeding. You could, so you I actually out. see. Right. Can I? Can it's I not just like some porno? Can I just no, 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 I'm no, just no. trying to ascertain what right, the picture. Yeah. Can I just like wade in was... first? Didn't isn't that a second part? Isn't that to do with the lady who was breastfeeding in Claridge's? No, and then she put a picture up of no. her. Oh, okay. So this has been going on for ages, and it's just all sort of escalated recently with the Claridge's thing. Um, so no, Facebook asked her to take this picture down because of the content. So then she started posted just awful um, like bullying video or something where someone was basically being attacked. And Facebook had allowed that to stay on there. Then lots of other women were like, oh, you know, we're going to put our pictures up there. Like, why Why is it offensive to... If that's what you want to put on your own Facebook wall, then other people choose to, to look at that or not. Um, the whole clarity thing is difficult because I just think if you're in a restaurant 
and you need to feed your baby, then obviously that has to be done. But you have to, there has to be respect on either side. You can't just swap your boob out in the middle of... It's that a, makes people uncomfortable. Don't you think it's a bit attention-seeking, putting a Facebook picture up of yourself breastfeeding? No, of course Would not. Would you do it? No, but then I never fed Dougie in public. I felt very no, uncomfortable doing that. But, I, but it's up to... It's just I, just think, I just think that's a bit weird. I just think it's a bit strange. But at that moment, you are totally and utterly in love with your brand new yeah, baby. Why share, that, why share that on Facebook? Because that's because you're like out there saying this is the love for my... Can, can I just... Well, hold on. This is coming from Mr. Facebook overshare. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say, this, this feels like this should be coming out I, of my I, I know, yeah. I know. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised, surprised to hear you say that. <laughs> I don't know. How? I, 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 no, because no, I, I kind of... No, okay. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm trying to say badly. I mean, it's fair enough. Do what you want, but... I do think that's a bit of a weird thing to put on Facebook, that's all. I do, I find pictures of <laughs> brand newborn babies, like right when they're born, um, people put those pictures on the internet and I find it uncomfortable just because I just think that child, that's that. That's it now for that child, it's, it's out there on the internet, whatever. Yeah. Um, but I do, anyway, so I just think the whole breastfeeding thing, if you're in a restaurant, just be a little bit discreet about it. I don't think the guy should have come over and said you need to go sit in a corner. But this day, you know, I've had friends and they've got these weird sling things. Oh, it's so it can, can yeah. be completely like, you know, you don't see anything. Yeah. You know, I've stood and looked, sort of nothing, yeah. you know, nothing. So I don't understand why any any woman in this day and age can cannot breastfeed in public without actually showing anything that would be deemed offensive. But I suppose some people just, you know, they're... The they're you're like right, natural, though. It, isn't, it, it, it is. I think it's more the fact that it's the action of putting it on Facebook that makes it unnatural to me. Yeah, but Maybe. my point is, it's not... If I saw, if I saw, if I saw someone in a restaurant breastfeeding, so, it wouldn't let, give let me, me, I wouldn't have no, any concern about, about it at all. this woman who was out in public, more so than the Facebook thing, because then all these women then took their babies into central London in like one degree or whatever it's outside at the moment and sat outside processing, feeding their tiny babies. I'm like, well, the babies must be freezing. What? I don't oh, get it, but I don't get it. Let, let, me try, let me try this. It's totally out there, totally ridiculous. But before you post something on Facebook, maybe you should try printing it out and sticking it in your garden window. So basically, the public can't see it, but anyone... Like like your neighbours, your friends mm. could see it if you're in a garden. If you wouldn't do that, why would you put it on Facebook? Yeah. That's my that's my question. You know how I feel about this, so yeah. I'm not gonna add Well the, funny enough, this, oh, this, this, add it, add it. What are you gonna add? Well I don't I don't you know, Facebook is just oh, yeah. you, know, you know what I mean, but But my point really wasn't the no. whole Facebook thing. Yeah. It was about the whole attitude to breastfeeding. It's not forget Facebook. Yeah. This, never mentioned this does lead me into something else that's been on my mind, actually. I wrote it down, but I thought I would skip it for another show. But I'll bring it up now, um, so maybe people can write in with their opinions, is internet rage has been on my mind. Just the way that things, very small things, become very, very big, angry things. And in the greater context of the world, yeah. you wonder, should... I've seen stuff reported on the BBC recently on their website... Where I'm like, is that worthy of a web? Is that worthy of a headline? Really? You know, somebody's having an argument with someone else on Facebook about something. Do you know what I mean? And like people getting up in arms. There's the whole game. So there's the gamers gate thing, you know. And and, and I'm not saying there's there's not valid footballer. topics of well, conversation. Like in, in Berkhamsted, there's a there's everything Berko group, which is really good. There's a lot of people on there, and uh, and it's really good for like buying and selling stuff if you wanted something. Yeah. Um, we no, should start. Can we we should uh, start. It's amazing. That's uh, <laughs> good. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Um, and there was there was like something on there about um, uh, a um, a truck had crashed into this house, 
and everyone was like speculating on there, like, oh, is this happened, this happened, he was drunk, like, and no one knows what happened. But the problem is, there's the, the Berkhamstead Gazette, they go on there, they've got a fake account, they copy and paste comments and put it on the fucking uh... website. It's like, quoted from the scene. Like, it's so lazy journalism, it's really bad. You've always got a footballer, there's, every week there's a footballer tweeting something semi controversial that's a front page the next day and you yeah. think oh god who cares mm. yeah mm. it's just celebrity driven isn't it did yeah. anyone sorry did anyone watch question time no i missed it i i i i missed it and i haven't even heard anything about it is this the one with russell brand and russell brand. Nigel Farage. Nigel Farage. Yeah. i saw a little how, bit how did it go down so what's the verdict it was it was pretty good it's the first time i've ever seen russell brand flustered Oh. He, um, he lost it didn't because he he, totally he, he, he called he called Nigel Farage a pound shop Enoch Powell, which I thought was quite good. Um, but <laughs> one bit was um, a lot of the audience, Canterbury audience, audience from Kent, where mm. I was born. Well done, yeah, yeah. Um, they uh, <laughs> they <laughs> they were behind Farage, weren't they? A lot of them were. That's disturbing. Um, and also, <clears throat> there was a lot of people saying like Russell Brand shouldn't be saying don't vote. And his comeback from that was, well, there's not actually that much to vote for, which I kind of agree with. Yeah. And that's why people like Nigel Farage are getting a lot more airtime, because the two top parties don't know what the fuck they're doing. Um, and then this, this guy said, and he was like really passionate audience member, said to Russell Brown, you should stand. You should stand for what you believe in. Rather being a, a campaigner, you should put yourself up to be an MP. And Russell Brand's like um, return to that was... No, I don't want to turn into them, which I thought was a bit of a cop out, you know. Yeah, a major cop out. Yeah, but he did look really flustered at that point. Interesting. Yeah, it's worth, is it worth, worth watching? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah. But wasn't it Farage that also said that that woman should have either gone into the toilet or into the corner to breastfeed? Her yeah, baby, which I think is why everyone went. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing is, you look at what's happening in. Sorry to get a bit political, but look what happened in Sweden, where basically the the equivalent of a cross between BNP and UKIP. They got huge numbers of protest votes, and then they ended up with a a kind of um, what's the word? It's like a paralysed parliament because not they didn't get enough. A hung parliament. I don't think it's that. I I I don't I don't I only get snippets, um, you know, from Susan about this. But it sounds like they're now having to vote again. But it's obviously caused economic chaos because no one, you know, it's like they have in America when the the. The Senate gets yeah, you know, yeah. So, so, so no, nothing's, nothing's getting done. Basically. Nothing's getting done, and it's causing loads of issues. But they they've outlined some of their policies where they actually want to define people in groups, like pure Swedish people who are half Swedish and another foreign naturals, and then people who are neither, and basically define. It's just disturbing. Yeah. Mm, Social engineering on a level, and you just think, well, at the moment, you know, as. Um, Question time kind of proved we are literally we're, we're losing we're using so many protest votes that people like UKIP and BNP and God knows what else are actually getting a lot of momentum and it, it, it's just disturbing Russell Brand should stand he should do something yeah. and I don't 
I'm not a particular fan of him, but if if he wants someone, you know, if he wants something out there that people can believe in, that aren't the two main parties, which are completely... and something to oppose Farage. Yeah, why exactly. not? He's he's probably as good as or yeah. as bad as or whichever. Why not? Yeah, but the, the guy in the audience was like, you know, you got over addiction. You know, you you must be a strong character to be able to do that. You know, this is this is a you know a, a, a devil in the so Christmas, so this traditional Christmas list that we heard about yeah, at the beginning of the, uh, the beginning of the show, well, how do you feel about it? Should Christmas be traditional? Does it matter? I'd like to say that Christmas songs outside of December are perfectly fine. Michael Bublé is constantly with me in my car. I, that's, that's really? Is my, he? Yeah. How much are you paying him for that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, and, yeah. does, and does Jim know? <laughs> Jim is well fully aware, yeah, and he's happy with it. Uh, yeah, I love a bit of a Christmas song, like in August or something. It's quite chirpy. Isn't okay. it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not, not sure if I can really comment on this. Well, I always have a Christmas playlist on my podcast. Yes. On your so, iPod? Oh, yeah, on my iPod, yeah. Really? I don't necessarily listen to it all the time, but it's always there. I could, at any point, switch to Christmas if I wanted to. Yeah. guy I work next to, he turned around and said that, um, I don't know if, it's, if it was his mum or mother-in-law, but wherever he's going for Christmas dinner, they're having salmon. And I just, Ooh. as soon as he said it, I mean, he was, he was absolutely just can't believe it he's beside himself yeah. but as soon as he said it, I felt the pain I was just like <laughs> I could not do that I could not have what? salmon why not no. on Christmas day because oh. I think you've got to have a turkey you've got to have, I mean the, the thing is do you do any of you three eat turkey at any other time in the year no. yeah, yeah. But yeah. But yeah. occasionally yeah. I don't yeah. Think yeah. Yeah. how occasionally yeah, you know. you I have it in set <laughs> <laughs> they don't just sell them at Christmas. I never see them around. Yeah, yeah they grow them all year and then slaughter them all at once. It's the Chris, Christmas turkey cull. Right, well then I will do from oh, now on. Oh my god! Okay. But you have you have that. Yeah, like, I have it in sandwiches. A turkey a roll type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but not oh. actual. You you wouldn't actually buy. Oh no, a turkey. no. Actually, saying that, if I was, if not they, a trick you question. know, sometimes you get places where they just do like a one-off Christmas meal. Mm. Uh, I might. I would probably have that over a normal roast. Well, yeah. One, when I lived in Holland, like yeah, twenty years ago, when we first lived in Holland, it, we were so poor at the time, relative. Back in your thirties, yeah. Yeah, back in my twenties, um, <laughs> we were so poor that um, we um, basically turkey is cheaper than chicken. Yeah, pound for pound, it's generally yeah. cheaper, cheaper yeah. than chicken. So we used to eat turkey far more often than we did chicken. But we, we literally eat it every week. I think so. that's got a lot to do with why turkey is popular at Christmas. I think. Because it is, it was traditionally the cheaper meat, and it was easier for everyone to have. But 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 if we talk about traditional Christmas, how far back do you want to go? Because turkeys surely weren't a Christmas meal until the discovery of America, about three or four hundred years ago. Because it's a native bird to the to the, to the North America, not isn't it? Not it's here. not it's not actually native here. It's native to North America, so we couldn't mm. have been eating turkey for Christmas beyond one hundred fifty two hundred years. Mm. So. That, you know, it's traditional changes, doesn't it, is, mm. is what I'm saying. I mean, when we were kids growing up, obviously, my dad's a chef. Obviously, my dad was a chef. Um, <laughs> was he? Yes. Um, and we would have, I you know, you know? We, used, we used to have turkey 
oh, for Christmas dinner. My dad always said it was because we, the kids, insisted on it. We wouldn't have anything else. But I don't think that was true. We ate whatever we were given. And we were quite happy to also have goose, duck, yeah. rabbit, suckling pig, whatever. It's Christmas dinner is about a family. To me, it's about a family. Yeah. It's, fa- it's about a family meal. Yeah. Um, and but it has it's to be whole of roasted meat, in my opinion. Because, I, I, you know, we didn't... I don't think in that list is... I always have, like, if I go home to my family, or gammon and yeah. beef as so, well. It's not just her. We have, okay, so we have salmon at Don't Christmas for brunch. You have what? Salmon. For brunch? For brunch on Christmas. That's uh, brunch breakfast while we open for Christmas. On, on like, what are they called? Uh, sorry. Yeah, I have well, turkey or gammon or whatever the meat is going. So I have loads of meat. Yorkshire pudding. <gasps> I've just taken my Maltese. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. So Sorry. You're just looking at it. No, I'm waiting because I don't. Sorry about the rusting folks. Rude to eat throughout the podcast. Um, uh, yeah, so that would be. <laughs> I can't apologise for you, Lofty. Yorkshire pudding, a nice crispy lettuce, some raw carrots, and loads of vinegar and celery. What was that hand motion you did there? That grass. Crispy. Crispy. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. But I noticed you changed hands. It was Yorkshire pudding. Yeah, because that's pudding. the lettuce and that's the carrots. But hold right. the fuck on. Yorkshire pudding, crispy carrots and lettuce. Yeah. Okay, what so the actual what fuck is she talking can about? We go, can, no, we go back, can we go back to the Christmas <laughs> list? Christmas dinner? Yeah, yeah, Let's yeah, go yeah. back to I'm the Christmas it. list. Which bit do you want to know then? Well, what was on the list for the... For the... Make your Christmas table pretty. Christmas oh. cards. That's a good one. Yeah. Okay. So do you write, do you write more than just to blah, from blah? Well, first of all, who still writes Christmas cards? Me. Me, and I've sent them all. I don't. Anymore. I hope you fucking got one. Uh, yeah. Yes, we did. You were the, yeah. But it's yeah. pretty much the only one yes. we've had. <laughs> we've just had make sure that I write well, something more than just... What did you write? <laughs> Merry Christmas and a very happy new year. All the best. <laughs> yeah, that's better than just to you oh, yeah, from but me. I, mean, like, I would normally do, I'd normally do at least like seasons, greetings, many no, happy returns that's written the there already, isn't it? No, it says especially for you. Oh. I, I normally underline the messages. That's, that's, just, my point. that's quite a nice card as well. Yeah, yeah I, had, I had glitter on my face for like seven days. Mm. I used to do stupid stuff like draw pictures or write really, really tiny letters to force people to to read. <laughs> why did I stop? You're quite vicious. Why did I stop? Because I'll tell you why I stopped. Because Took ages to write. That's why, no, what I used to do is write loads of Christmas cards and then just forget to post them. And one year I found a whole bunch of Christmas cards I'd written three years earlier and they were in envelopes with stamps and everything. If you're wow. listening, Louisa, I'm sorry about that. Um, Can you not just send them anyway? I might do, just post them now. And, they'll yeah. Yeah. Like, and I realised that I, um, I... I don't know, I just don't. The whole wrapping paper thing. That's very organised. That's very Casey. If she, if that was her who wrote in. What's that? You know the whole. You've got to have the same wrapping paper and. Oh yeah. Um, that's um, that's not me. See, just whatever I can find. I think I struggle with. I, I like a traditional Christmas. And I do think there are certain things that should be upheld, maintained, but there shouldn't be rules. Like you know, like like it's this or it's not that. It is this or it isn't that. that, that for me, that doesn't that doesn't work. What well. do you think, Lofty? Like, yeah. What, what's your thoughts on this, Lofty? <clears throat> well, what would you say? What would you say to our listener who's written in with hmm. the issues? I think I've definitely embraced Christmas this year, and much more than I have done in other years, uh, and much earlier than I have done in other years. <laughs> But I think a lot of, I think a lot of that <laughs> is to do with formally than you might have done in other years. I think a lot of it is to do with the infectiousness from the other person. 
Who may or may not be the person who wrote in. Huh? <laughs> a bowler. A bowler. Infectious. Oh, no. No. What about uh, you, Dan? How's your Christmas? Do you do a Swedish Christmas? Uh, no. No? Oh, you... Yeah, actually, no. We uh, try and incorporate things like Swedish sausage and a few things. Anyway. Right. As well. <laughs> <laughs> do you, do... When at home. <laughs> do, you, do you do a horror Christmas, maybe? No, nothing. Unless you're wearing your... Yeah. yeah, I'm not. It's not very Christmassy. Bloody fangs. Can I? Can I do? I might as well do one Scrooge bit, mightn't I? Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. The podcast not complete without. And now for the Scrooge moment. <laughs> Fucking crackers. <laughs> <laughs> they are the biggest waste of time oh, going. Why? I actually because they never have anything in them of use. Do they, they have a hat and a joke? Talk to the jokes are wicked. Has there ever been a good joke in a Yes. Yeah. Oh, loads. Come on. They're yeah. Loads, shite. loads, loads. And the things you get with them, you go, oh, <laughs> oh can I swap with yours? <laughs> well, but I've got End those little screwdrivers on many a year and I've used them all the time, the little screwdrivers. <laughs> they're so bad. <laughs> they <laughs> really the plastic <laughs> ones. The screwdrivers are so bad. Especially now with Dougie's toys, the screws are going to them are tiny. Yeah. They also very rarely actually and, go bang when you want them to. This is the only person who has a drawer in their kitchen. Full of wait, wait, wait! Shit. What about the little, the tiny little <laughs> the screwdriver? Uh, oh yeah, dispenser. yeah, that's, that's really useful. <laughs> Let me get the magnifying glass out. <laughs> my dad once unwrapped my crackers and put twenty pounds in mine and my sister's cracker and then wrapped it all. Oh, that's wicked. So when good. they pulled the cracker, I was like, oh my god, get the box out! <laughs> <laughs> So, so what's our verdict then on uh, on crackers? See, I, I like them. I like them. Oh, yeah, they do make me jump a little bit. My mum has to hold her. <laughs> well, I, I don't like the crackers, which don't freaking crack yeah. properly. Yeah, that's what I just said. Yeah. Do you rubbish. have the problem with the hat on your head? Are you, what are you trying to say, Lofty? Oh, that means you've got really big heads. Oh, okay. Yeah, I do a bit. Oh, I can never but, get but I, I invest in crackers. I'll buy, you the know, like the, the most expensive ones you can buy in, in Sainsbury's, like £30 for two crackers or whatever that yeah, have the good stuff in it. Like basically the battery powered crap. <laughs> that, that's that's the yeah. stuff that I always get. Now, are you individual cracker puller, or do you do the whole thing around the table where you? Oh no, like, no, like, no, 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 we do individual yeah. crackers. Okay. And my, my 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 dad was always quite competitive about it. So like you'd grab, and he'd be like, he'd look you in the eye, and he'd like just pull a bit early yeah, and stuff. Yeah, thumb be, over a little yeah. bit more yeah. than that. <laughs> oh, I like to so pull, if a, you, pull a couple of crackers if I can. So <laughs> if you, if, let's say the four of us were here and we had crackers, we'd have one cracker each, right? We yeah. all pulled them, you know, but one person got it twice. Mm. And let's, say, let's say Dan and Lofty, Dan and Dan Lofty, Hello. sorry, Dan and Brownie <laughs> oh, both day, got their crackers <laughs> twice, would that mean we'd be deprived of our hats, me and Lofty? No, because I, I'd give you my hat. Lofty wouldn't, because he doesn't do that with things would like you? lottery and stuff. He'd keep it off himself. <laughs> Yeah. Would you would you give me your hat? Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't Always. give you my screwdriver though, because I uh, do use them a lot. Is it is it all it's all right to trade Christmas cracker gifts, isn't yeah. it? Fair yeah. Yeah, I think so. I'll give you my miniature plastic car. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. So traditional Christmas you don't you don't care. No no no, I do. I do when it comes to the food. I, I like it to be there's, there's, there are some staples. Well, which maybe, I think have got to be there. maybe we should get back to this in the next podcast because I'm probably going to have my first non-traditional Christmas this year Ooh. because I'm not spending Christmas in America and I'm not spending Christmas with my mum because my mum's gone to Spain. Obviously, I'm, uh, um, obviously. <laughs> I'm spending you know. Christmas with uh, my other half's family who definitely don't do a roast dinner. What do and, they do? What um, do they do? Drink salad. They do uh, like a breadcrumbed chicken with like boiled potatoes and bacon it, and cabbage 
Basically, it's, yeah. uh, it's not, it's chicken Maryland and something. It's, it's like not what we would define as traditional Christmas dinner. So I'm going to see how I feel. Are you going to Ireland? That. No, we're just going to uh, Earlsfield. <laughs> <laughs> Which is where they are. All so, right. um, so, but you know, last year, you know, did, did it my way. So oh, now we're going to do it, it that way. So, so ask, ask, me oh. after, ask me after Christmas. I'd like to, before we, we go, I'd like to move on to our question of conscience. Here's a question for this week. Other people's children. Ooh. Right? I was in I was in America and the people who this applies to may be listening, I don't know. Hello. But I was I was in America and there were kids around and some kids one morning at breakfast they started putting sugar in their chocolate milk. First of all, Ooh, chocolate milk for breakfast is, is, is for a kid is acceptable in America, which I don't think is personally about, you know, just in general. Four lumps of sugar in an already sweetened chocolate milk. Parents were sitting there, didn't say anything. And then the kids continued to eat sugar lumps from the bowl directly. Now, maybe it's my European sensibilities here, or maybe it's just, I don't know what, but I really wanted to say to the kids, you shouldn't do that, that's bad. Do you know what I mean? Like just eating sugar straight from the bowl. But the parents were sitting there and Mm. didn't say anything. So, how do you, so my question is, how do you feel about correcting someone else's child Mm. on... You know, behavior that's not necessarily wrong, but it's a moral thing. It's like, so, for instance, mm. would you have said anything? Let's say the parents weren't there. Would you have said anything? No, let's say the parents. Well, I think that doesn't matter. Would you say anything either way, right? I think if the parents hadn't it's been a there, different answer. I think. I think if the parents hadn't been there, I would have said something. With the parents sitting there, I don't think it's my place to tell mm. kids to do yeah. or do not stuff because the parents are obviously fine with it. You know what I mean? So I, I think, think it, it, I think it probably place. depends on how close you are to the the person. And whose parents it is, I suppose. And if it impacts what you're doing, I guess. Yeah, you're running out. Well, no, it doesn't. But come on, you're sitting there. I need at least two lumps. But, you know, I mean, I saw the child eat six lumps of sugar after putting four lumps of sugar in his hot chocolate. I think I would have said something. I think I would have. Yeah. It's a hard one. If the parents weren't there, I would say something. If the parents were there, I would probably would have made a jokey comment to the parents rather than telling them or their kids. Yeah. Because you never know. There might be some weird thing that is the reason why they're doing well, that. You just don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I'd probably say, oh my God, or just, I don't know, make a jokey if, comment. So as, as the only parent here, if Dougie was somewhere, uh, when he's a bit older, and yes. he's somewhere and he was exhibiting some sort of, odd, not odd, but non-socially acceptable behaviour... Mm. Would you expect other adults, or would you want other adults to pull him up on it, yeah. or do you feel that's only your domain? No, and they do, and they do it. Like my close friends, um, I've been around to a house before, and he, Dougie's just like pushing buttons and on the washing machine and all this because it's a new house. He's just running around, and he's very comfortable there because he knows them very well. Um, and so at that moment, the the lady that lived there just said, "Oh, you know, Dougie, don't do that. I don't want you to touch any of the buttons." And I was just, I think that's fair enough. I don't mind that at all. Right, okay. I don't think it should just come from me. But if it's total random, said to me, you know, why is your kid doing this or why is he eating that, whatever, then I'd be offended by that. Right, okay. Even if it was obviously something he shouldn't have been doing. Yeah. Right, fair enough. Yeah. What about you, Lofty? What's your feeling there? Well, I've been on the receiving end of someone else's parents telling me off in front of my mum. 
How old were you at the time? Uh, 27, no. <laughs> I, was, I was about, I think I was about eight or nine, and it was about eating. I was basically eating with my knife and fork incorrectly. Oh, and he's he, told yeah, us this before, yeah. And he gave me a really quite a strong telling off, and ever since then I've always eaten. And what, how did your parents react to that? Uh, my mum was like, yeah, crack on. Talk to them or do you? Yeah, tell oh, them, right. tell them what you need no, to No, I felt hard to be really uncomfortable with that. If Dougie was sat, we were around a dinner table and he wasn't doing something that someone else at the table thought was right and they told him off for it. Yeah. I wouldn't have that. Okay. Dan? So there's been a number of occasions where I've, I've gone back to Kent to see my family and ended up going out with a meal and the kids are there and always one of them acts like a total tosser mm. the entire time. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, Strong word for a kid. <laughs> they, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're right little minxes. And it's it's hard, and I, I don't, I can't say anything because I know that the argument that would follow is just not worth it. So for me, you know, unless they're stabbing me in the face with a fork, I just have to let, let it ride and let them... I can totally imagine your kids calling work <laughs> yeah. stabbing you in the face with a fork. You, know? <sighs> yeah. you, just, you just can't, it's just not worth I'm it. I'm starting to imagine a great... Like you know, a newspaper comic strip, one panel far side thing, which starred Dan every time. We'd call it a series of unfortunate events or something like that. Mm. I like it. Featuring the crew fork, from Undercover don't, 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 don't fork him. Don't, don't fork him. And that could be the last one you ever write when you get forked. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, well, that was it. I think um, uh, as much, even though obviously we've got lots to talk about, I think uh, we should leave it till the new year. Merry Christmas, everyone. Yeah, happy Christmas. Merry, Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas, listeners. Please don't forget to write in with your thoughts, comments, anything you've heard, likes, dislikes. Write a review for us on iTunes, or you can send us uh, an email to Lofty. Go for it. Groundlevelpod at gmail.com. Or you can post on our Facebook page. Go for it, Lofty. Yeah, Ground Level Podcast. At, on <laughs> Facebook, just yeah. on Facebook. And then we are Ground Level Pod on Twitter. Yeah. Right, there you go. Um, and yeah, we'd love to hear from you, as always. Um, have Mary. a lovely, lovely break and Mary. New Year. Okay. I mean that. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> and may all your Christmases be white. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Bye. 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 Oh, what did I do with those miniature skittles? Oh, they're coming You're handy. You're undercover Undercover And that has got to be a programme. Undercover Undercover I should be a great programme, because you can have, like, someone who can afford to, you know, shop at um, Waitrose, like yourself, but actually goes to the pound shop. I love the pound shop. Well, yeah. I, I love it. Everyone loves the pound shop. Yeah. It's a programme. We're going to have to... Undercover Pikey.